Hello everyone, Bartholomew Sinclair here, breaking the fourth wall for a moment to share some exciting news with dedicated listeners like you. We have opened a Patreon page for the Roaring D20s podcast. This extra gold will be used to replace the money I borrowed from Uther while he was sleeping. Um, oh, I, I mean, actually, it'll help us increase the quality of the show through audio equipment upgrades and some additional assistance with editing. Yeah, yeah, that's what it is. Uh, in return for your generous contribution, we'll be releasing episodes two weeks early. That means when you finish episode 23 today, you can start 24 immediately without having to wait. On top of that, you will gain access to our post-show where we discuss the episode and, let's be honest, let's, where we rave about how much better I am than Marcus. Finally, you will get our entire catalog of episodes ad-free and will receive access to various extra content that we create for the show. So when you get an opportunity, please go to patreon.com slash rd20s podcast and toss some gold our way. That's patreon.com slash rd20s podcast. Thanks again for your continued support. We really enjoy creating this content and we hope you continue to enjoy listening. Now, on with the show. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Roaring D20s podcast. I am your ailing dungeon master, Scott Jones, and today we've got our normal band of misfits with us who I will let introduce themselves. Go ahead. Hi, my name is Caitlin McKegg, playing Caitlin McKegg, and uh, if I remember correctly, we had some spoopy warforges that I'm not looking forward to maybe encountering again. Does Josh remember oh, that shit. he's second? I'm sorry. <laughs> I ask I'm you great. every I'm time, great. do you remember I'm your sorry. order? <laughs> <laughs> so tired, guys. I'm sorry. I might just leave this in. <laughs> I mean, we have to. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Um, uh, this is uh, Uther Beignet. Uh, you know, playing as Josh. No, I got the reverse. You know, Josh. <laughs> and uh, yeah, we're we're gonna we're gonna do some stuff today. Playing Josh the entire time. <laughs> Surprise. Oh, it's me now. Okay. No. <laughs> <laughs> That's what happens when we don't record for two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> I make a snide comment. I'm like. Why are we waiting? Yeah. <laughs> Hi guys, I'm uh, I'm Chris, and uh, I play I play Marcus Whalen, uh, the party leader, quote unquote. Rogue. He keeps Rogue. saying it. He can't deny it anymore. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm happy about that. There's there's a there's a word for it. I can't remember the uh, the reluctant party leader. Yeah, that's. The, <laughs> and I just streamed <laughs> for 13 hours, so Marcus might be having a tough time today. We'll see. <laughs> Uh, well, uh, I'm Jesse. Uh, I'm playing as Bartholomew Sinclair. Uh, didn't forget my cue, but, <laughs> but I will. <laughs> you had roughly three years to remember. That's that's true. Years. That's true. And and knowing that the fact that our party leader is feeling so weary, I'm just gonna I'm gonna give him as much help as I can. No more crossbows. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right. And I am Jacob, and I'm playing Gork. I'm feeling upset because this is like the third time that I've been cock blocked from f hitting something with my sword. <laughs> Warforged dreams, knife cats running away, a wizard who we can't punch. I need some violence. I mean, nobody <laughs> said you couldn't. They just said you probably shouldn't. That's true. 
Just throwing that out there. All the parents said I should. All the parents. (laughs) All right. So, ladies and gentlemen, we are now four minutes into our recording, and we have managed to make it past the intro. I think that's a new record for us here at the Boring D20s. So, when we last met, we had some weird shit go down. Having left the Tower of Nils, our party had decided to make their way to Zast, the other town where they were hoping to find information about what happened at the Kamani Meadery. However, instead of making their way back uh, in the path that they took to Alcoa, they decided to take a side path, thanks to uh, some weird, potentially divine intervention that happened with our uh, our bard. Having gone through a strange dreamlike sequence in which the party encountered more and more seemingly dead warforged, finally, Marcus ended up finding a dagger, a very strange dagger, that appeared to be azurite-tipped, which could mean a number of things. Upon waking up after said dream, the party found themselves just outside the town of Zast, almost as though the DM was like, we're not doing another ten fucking days of travel, I'm just going to put you there. (laughs) And that is where we are going to begin today's session. You are all sitting around the fire. I believe I mentioned at the end of last episode that rather than a dirt path, there is a brick path in front of you that will lead down to the town is not really the appropriate word for Zast. It is closer to a city. There are a lot of large buildings Uh, You can hear the general noise level from here. It sounds like it's a bustling town, and it is about midday. Go ahead. And we're sorry, we're on the like the path outside the city right now. You are technically off the beaten path. You are in the forest. Mm -hmm. There is a fire. Uh, It's almost as though you had set up camp, though you don't remember setting up camp. Uh, And we can. Oh yeah. Okay. So we should probably like talk about which tap. Did we talk about what happened last time? Nope. Nope. Okay. So we're that's (laughs) that's where we're at. And, we're and still I, in what the fuck mode? Yeah, yeah, we're still in, <laughs> a little and, bit. Yeah, yeah. And and I have you said that I have the knife from you the do. vision. That right? is the only thing that remains. I uh <clears throat> Marcus who found this this uh this like blue tipped kind of uh knife kinda like just stares at it and he looks really um really concerned and kind of just like holds it up and looks at everyone else. Was is that the same one that I saw in my dream? Were I, we all there together? I was there too, yes. Did you guys see the Warforges? Um, I, yes. Yeah. Yes, I did. Yeah. I just my pockets for that finger. It's not there. Son of a bitch. What? The I finger that Uther had cut off of one of the Warforged uh-huh. is no longer there. And Josephine will actually pipe up and she'll say, I mean, I know Warforged were common, but I've never seen so many in one place before. That was just a weird... Did we actually live that? Were we all just in a weird communal dream? But you have the the dagger? I'm just very confused. I'm I'm sure what to make of this. Yeah, I mean, this entire path has been pretty wonky. I I don't remember uh, or I don't remember if I told you about the person that I thought was following us beforehand. Following us? Yeah, it was almost like somebody was was keeping an eye on us and and then after afterwards we all had this strange collective dream (laughs) 
but it somehow still felt real. I mean, you're holding the dagger in your hand, and we all saw that happen. Um, Could this perhaps be something our dear wizard friend we just met did to us? What what did you say to him, Caitlin? Because uh, <laughs> now I'm starting to really think that he's he's messing with us. Uh, well, <laughs> Caitlin' character is like to reveal book or not to reveal book. Let's not reveal book. I don't know. I mean, I gave him a hard time, yeah, but I don't know. I don't really know what else he would come after us for. I mean, I got after him, but I don't know. Josephine cocks an eyebrow at you. <laughs> um, I, I don't. I don't like to like like stats because this is a mostly RP thing. But like, would my character passive perception kind of like see no, something's go. up between the two of? I w- I don't want to. I mean, do it unless realistically, you feel like, like realistically. I, I mean, you're you're all welcome to see, but it's not. It would be based on passive perception, yeah. which means I am going to need Caitlin to make a deception check. Uh, 16. Yeah, no, 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 nothing's up. <laughs> Anybody Completely got a passive perception board. over 16? Whew. <laughs> so this is much better than the last time where, like, we're like, I oh, have, you've you've caught us. Oh, no. Oink. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh no, he's got a wand. Oh, no. Technically, there is one of you that has a passive perception over 16, but she already knows what's up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got, oh I got a 13, so no. <laughs> well, all right. In that case, uh, yeah. Marcus will not say. Grand wizards, high wizards. He calls himself. They're strange creatures. They don't seem to like to play by the rules. So maybe they are. Maybe he is um, going out of his way to um, meddle in what we're doing here. I don't know what else it could be. I mean, he's kind of a douche in that case. Yes, yes, he is a great douche. It's true. Yeah, and I I feel he really wanted to blast me off of that second story there from our conversation, so maybe it's a little bit of a vindictive afterwards that he's dealing us. All right, so clearly uh, I, I had, or nobody else uh, saw that little exchange there, uh, which is fine. I just wanted to, I just wanted to see um, if I would like kind of like naturally see if something was up. Um, Marcus will still kind of be looking at the knife and just being, you know, it's like one of those, like, is this deja vu? What just happened? What the heck? Um, and, well, I suppose we have nothing else to do but to continue on. We can't affect what just happened. And we do appear you, to be... Do we, do we see Zask, by the way? Like yeah. Okay. We appear to have arrived at our destination as well. But where did this camp come from? Why is there a fire... Why are we all grouped together? What happened? I don't know. We could search the area, perhaps. See, but it, it doesn't seem like... Um, it doesn't seem like somebody else would set up this camp and just drop us here. It, it's almost as if maybe our bodies were moving on their own while we are um, away in that other um. world, uh, in that shared dream. I really don't know what to make of it. I've never heard of anything like this happen in my life. I just hope that... Uh none of us find out we have a kid now because of the last 10 days. (laughs) (laughs) Josephine blanches. Why? (laughs) (laughs) Kind of benders have you been on? He is the bard. I don't remember. (laughs) (laughs) What is this, the 60s? (laughs) 
All right, well, yeah, unless we want to check the surrounding area, maybe there, maybe there are tracks that we can backtrack just a bit to see, but otherwise, um, I see no reason not to continue disaster, but all ready for it. Josephine will kind of pause and she'll look around and she'll say, do you really think that ten days have passed? Well, somehow we're here. The only way to find out, I suppose, is to ask somebody the date and um, he's asked. Do you... Okay, we were given food rations at some point. I'm curious how many rations we have left. Ooh, <laughs> that's a great or... question, Caitlin. How much were you tracking that? <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Because I was like, maybe certain foods spoiled, but then I'm like, all of our stuff would be travel good for rations. It's never travel mind. Travel good. <laughs> travel good. Has my has my uh, whale dog grown at all in ten days? <laughs> oh, he's dead. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, no! <laughs> oh we forgot to feed him. <laughs> Fango, no. <laughs> uh, no, he's fine. He's happy. That's okay. That's okay. Good. He doesn't look any bigger. I'm going to take him up, like, put my hands over his cheeks and be like, do you remember anything, boy? What happened? <laughs> what happened? Where were I we? attempt to speak with animals without speak with animals. Uh, Tell make me an what you know. animal handling check. Where's Scarecrow? <laughs> Where's, Where's the Scarecrow? trigger man? <laughs> <laughs> uh, pretty good roll. 23. 23. Um, the hell sound do whale dogs make? I don't remember if I made one for these. <laughs> it's like it's like mix a bulldog with a whale. They're like oh, yeah. slobbery. I, I can do that. Well, okay, so uh, the, the whale dog looks at you and just like like he's he's talking and talking and talking. Listen, that was the best I had. Okay, I liked it. I liked it. It's like almost Scooby Doo. Almost. Yeah. <laughs> Ruh, ruh, raggy. <laughs> <laughs> These damn kids and their whale dog too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm writing that down. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it, he 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 goes on and on and on and con continues talking to you. I mean, you have absolutely no idea what he's saying. All right, guys. Uh, uh, I got nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I was fully well, ready to have you make another deception check. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So that produced nothing. All right. I was kind of hoping that maybe it would unlock my secret skill of talking to animals, but no, it didn't work. You have a secret <laughs> skill of talking to animals? Not yet. I mean, yeah, not yet. <laughs> uh, haven't you been talking with animals for like years of your life and you just think now that this random moment in time, it's going to unlock? Uh, I hey, we just had, we just had the weirdest experience of having a joint... <laughs> Hallucinogenic dream That's what thing it was. about we had a joint. <laughs> oh my god! You, you, you guys at Heliconia have some some funny grass over there. Oh yeah, that's what my rose water is. Quotes. All right. Oh, no wonder fucking... I broke it. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do drugs, kids. Yep. Unless unless they're really good drugs. <laughs> no. <laughs> And then still don't do them. Be selective with your drugs, kids. <laughs> remember, yeah. remember, Marcus says, don't do drugs. <laughs> I want that on a little sticker with like you thumbs upping. No, it's, <laughs> Marcus says, don't do drugs. On the other side, it's like the entire rest of the party doing drugs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I need to get me a wizard pipe. In including the whale dog. Yes. <laughs> oh, no. no. 
<laughs> Mushrooms are toxic to dogs. <laughs> Not to whale dogs. But what about a whale dog? Oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> well, um, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> well, off topic here. Is so the... this, I'm assuming it's nighttime because we have a campfire. No, I just said no. it was midday. Never mind. <laughs> we have, we a... have a campfire at midday. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> you okay? Do you, really do you need your... Uh, wow. Do you need to check your eyes? It might just be cold. I was oh, going to say, wow, listen, Josh, you, you're telling someone to check their eyes. You Do you need to check your uh, <laughs> order in the, in the introductions? <laughs> <laughs> Boom. Whoa, zinger. <laughs> All right. Well, well, I'm going to use my specialize and see if this is a magic specialize. fire. All right. Go oh, ahead and give me an arcana check, Uther. Okay. Oh, my God. Because I, I can do that. That's like the one thing I'm good at mm -hmm. besides, uh, you know, fainting. <laughs> Finding magic and dying. <laughs> Solid set of skills. <laughs> I, 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 I fall down. In pain as I <laughs> feel a into the fire concept of one within my head. Oh, uh, okay. So um, you you seven? move forward in order to check the fire to see about its magical properties, and the rest of you all watch as Uther just kind of waves his hand around as his eyes kind of uh, the lids of his eyes close a little bit. You've seen this before when he's checked for magic in other objects. Um, Unfortunately, he wasn't exactly sure where the fire was. Uh, Uther, you're intensely sure that this fire is non-magical as you take three points of uh, fire damage for sticking your hand in it. Mm. Lovely. <laughs> Listen, Don't man, bake those buns, Uther. Uh, fighting Very fire with fire. <laughs> fighting Uther with fire. <laughs> well, That's I suppose... not fair. <laughs> the fire needs a challenge. Oh, oh, oh my god. god! Take inspiration, wow, Jacob. Today. That was <laughs> that was good. I feel wow. like in response to that, Gork would just stand in the fire. Gork is standing, <laughs> looking very upset at the city. <laughs> Look uh, at all I, the walls you could be breaking right now. <laughs> I kind of like uh, Marcus. Marcus goes up next to Gork and uh, just looks at like the the vista of this this um, city. Zast. You'll never find a more wretched hive of scum and villainy. Yeah, but I bet it'll be full of just, you know, nice people who don't want to drink and fight and stuff. I didn't even get to punch a robot before he woke up. Bollocks. <laughs> <laughs> is, is Gord British now? <laughs> Bollocks. Well, <laughs> yeah, where did he learn that word? <laughs> That's a big carefully. one. Hey, Jesse, how many syllables does Bollocks have? <laughs> 40. <laughs> 3,002. According to Gork's magnificent math. I know somebody <laughs> who's used Gork's athlete. magnificent math. <laughs> well, it's a good book. It's a great book. Oh, man. Can that? Can we make that a, a homebrew spell? Gork's, Gork's magnificent, magnificent math. math. Yeah. Gork's oh magnificent math. I'm working on it. <laughs> good. All right, great. Okay. Uh, so let's uh, let, let's all pack up camp here and uh, head in. But do watch your coin purses. This place gives me a bad feeling. That's Will do. totally agree with you on that. Um, just a heads up. Um, uh, dealing with places like this, you know, this is a very um, nefarious kind of location based on what mm -hmm. we've been told. It would be wise not to, to trust anyone. Um, I've grown up in areas like this and mm -hmm. 
Um, it might not even be a good idea to, to use our, our real identities in this place. Really? <gasps> Can we make secret identities? You already Fuck. have one, Laitlin. <laughs> Fuck! <laughs> Come on, let me think of something better! <laughs> now, now, just to, um, just to try to recap what happened. Did, was Zast, uh, um, I know we got like a letter of reference for the other place, but did we get one for Zast as well? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, we did get a letter okay. introduction. So we we should at the very least um, be forthright um, with who we are when we're, we're talking to the uh, to the to people Proctor. That, to Proctor. So perhaps we shouldn't make secret identities. That's rather silly, uh, but oh. but we should be careful <laughs> with with who, what information we do share with people. Right. If I remember correctly, too, I don't think that our letter of introduction had specifically all of our names in it. Can I read the letter of introduction? I assume I still have it. I mean, it's but sealed. But it's sealed. Never mind. I'll hold on to it. I won't. <laughs> I won't open it. I, I, I'm gonna make. I'm gonna assume that a letter of introduction will introduce us and who we are. So. No, they uh, just introduce the party leader. Typically. <laughs> <laughs> the rest of us will be secret. If you want, we could try to sneak in under the cover of night. But I don't know if we want to sneak in on Proctor. That might not be wise for us, but... All, all kidding aside, really the, the point I'm trying to make is we need to be wary about why we're here and what we're doing. Um, that's really the gist of it. It's not, it's not that we necessarily need secret identities, but it, yeah. it is just about what information we give out and the type of people that we should be willing to trust here should be slim. I, I agree. I, I wholeheartedly agree. Yeah. All right. right. Shall we go then? Let's head in. Okay. So as you pack up camp, you go and untie your horses from the... Uh-oh. Oh. No horses? No, I'm just kidding. Your horses are still there. <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> Not a hey, I get to have some fun too. <laughs> uh, so you you manage to untie your horses from the trees. You hop on and you make your way down into Zast. Zast is a little bit overwhelming, especially compared to places like Gil and Alcoa. Size wise, the closest place that you all have been is actually Zephyr, um, the capital of Lunea, and and even that was a little bit easier to navigate. The streets here don't seem to be organized in any. It's, it's not a grid, that's for sure. They, it don't seem to be organized in any sort of uh, fashion that you could immediately understand. You have no idea where Armistice is. You have no idea where pretty much anything is. So, what's the plan? I think we should try to find uh, the metery first. Just kind of go straight there, get our discussion out of the way. I think we want to kind of keep our time here short. Mm-hmm. Uh, Caitlin, it's a brewery, if you'll remember. Sorry. Brewery. <laughs> the thing that makes alcohol. <laughs> a distillery? Uh, do, do you mean yeast? Oh, oh my god, alright. Perhaps we should uh, uh, find a directory or um, a map. Yeah, you walk up to the mall directory. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, the new ad for Gucci is on the side. <laughs> What's a Gucci? Um, oh, it's the part, that's a, heli- a Heliconia thing. Uh, <laughs> a- 
Caitlin, you're giving me a lot of ideas that are going to bite you in the ass when your party eventually makes it to Heliconia. I am okay with it's this. Just, I like setting up. Beverly Hills. The entire city is just yeah. Beverly Hills. <laughs> Beverly That's gosh. where I want to be. <laughs> uh, um, is anyone going to be here? I don't know. I guess should we stop by like an inn or tavern and just ask for directions? Yes, that seems like a, a small thing to do. Let's do that. Yeah. Let's, All right. let's do that. I'm gonna use my peepers to look for a tavern. Okay, go ahead and give me a perception check. Oop. No. No. <laughs> what did you no. <laughs> I rolled a no. I rolled a no. <laughs> I rolled a uh let's see what's my perception. Uh, I rolled a five. A five? And what's your yeah. perception modifier? Uh, that well, that is with no. I rolled a two, and my perception mod is three. So I got okay. Five. Your uh, your your voice is as you as you kind of scoot away. Your voice is getting a little bit like a oh. lot quieter. It's sorry, getting sorry, sorry. harder to hear. I'll uh, stay okay. Right so here. with a five, you are fairly certain that uh, to the north and to the east is probably the direction where the inn is going to be. All right, let's go this way then. Okay, um, so does everybody follow Marcus, your valiant uh, leader? Yes. I wouldn't want to question him. Character should, wouldn't do it. Should, should we give him a flag? A flag? Why do we need a flag? But are we on tour? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> He's giving us the tour. And on your lap, you'll see. Uther, we're looking to not draw attention to ourselves. I like that. Yeah, it's like, all right, let's keep a low profile. Should we give him a flag? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay, so as you make your way into town, uh, following Marcus's directions, you take a left and then a right and then a left and then a left and then a left and then a right. You're not really sure where you're going. And Marcus, it becomes very apparent five or ten minutes later that you are hellishly lost. Uh, as you come into a clearing, you see a very, very large, very thin building in front of you. And you're like, aha, this is it. You found it. And in your head, you're like, I finally found the you look up and it's a very ornate clock tower. Oh, well, not a tavern, but it is rather nice. Huh. That's pretty nice. I what what time is it? What, does it hey, what say time is it? <laughs> uh, it's about 2 p.m. Is there anyone nearby? That was Gork's cue to say time for a drink. But <laughs> <laughs> Gork's <laughs> still <please>. upset. <laughs> Gork breaks the clock tower. <laughs> Gork, please don't. Time will give me a fight. <laughs> Gork, no. everyone loses to time. Oh, oh my gosh. And only if they're a loser. <laughs> you heard it here first, folks. Gork uh, I look around to see if there are any shops around. Shops? Not really. You're, you're in kind of an isolated corner of the town. However, there are still people. Uh, these are not the nicest looking of people. You you have congratulations. You've made it into the back alleys of Zast. Uh! I am torn because I'm like, kill him with kindness. Just look like way too bubbly to get shanked. Uh, I'm going to go up. I'm going to put my hand up to Caitlin. Same. (laughs) 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 Only only, only because even before Jesse said that, I had it in my brain. Like (laughs) Josephine puts her hand up as well. (laughs) Guys, we need directions. I I understand that. Let me handle this. Uh, I'll, I'll go up to to one of the smaller groups. Okay. And see. Okay. Oh yeah, go ahead. 
Uh, you can see that they, they appear to be playing cards. There are a couple of makeshift chairs kind of in the corner, and they're dealing into a, a central pile of cards. You're not really sure what game they're playing. But uh, as you walk up, one of them turns to you and says, Hello there. Ah, hi there. Uh, what, what are you playing? Uh, we're playing three Dragon Ante. Oh, you mind if I buy in? <laughs> uh, sure, it's a three gold buy-in. Three gold? Ah, oh, I've got three gold right here. <laughs> All right, so you put down the three gold. Mm-hmm. Um, they finish the game that they were playing, and then uh, as you sit down, they deal you in. Um, so here's how this is going to work. Uh, the goal with Three Dragon Ante is actually to trade cards with uh, cards in the central pile to try and get your number as close to zero as possible, or I guess technically as close to three, since the lowest you can have would be three aces. Mm-hmm. Uh, and every single turn, um, another player around the table that goes in clockwise order has the chance to either trade a card or randomly trade a card with uh, a person to their left or to their right. So it's kind of a gamble. It had well, I mean, it is a gamble. But it also <laughs> yes. has to do with counting cards. Uh, so right. every time a card is pulled from the center, um, the card that was taken is shuffled back into the deck. Got it. I'm just uh, I'm standing behind Bartholomew, just kind of like arms crossed, like a waste of time. <laughs> so as you're dealt <laughs> in, you end up immediately holding a four, a seven, and a two. Okay. Uh, the, the man who said hello there to you will turn and say, newbies first. Uh, and oh. as he flips over the cards in the middle, you can see there are seven cards lining the middle area. You immediately see two of them are aces. One of them is a king. One is a queen. Two of them are nines. And then there's an eight. Did I count that correctly? <laughs> uh, two aces, a king and queen, a nine, and an eight. Uh, you said there were seven cards? And a seven. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, you said I can either change a card randomly from left to the right, or yep. what was or the you option? Can, you can exchange a card with one in the middle. The way that would work is you would pull a card from the middle, shuffle your card back into the deck, and then pull a random card from the deck and replace the card in the middle. Does that make sense? Yeah, okay. Okay. Um... And I can shuffle my hands so that it's random what they pick if they were to pick a card of mine. Yes. Okay. Well, then I will replace my seven with an ace. So they will all see that you take the ace. Okay. Yeah. So you will take the ace. You will put the seven uh, back into the deck. And as you shuffle and pull, a two replaces the ace that you took. Okay. Um, the person to your left will go next. He will take the second ace from the pile. And as he shuffles it back in, a three is pulled. Um, The person directly across from you will choose to pull a card randomly from uh, the person to your left. So he'll pull from the person who just went. Uh, You see that exchange happen, but you don't actually see any of the cards that were involved. And then the fourth person will actually stop, stare at his hand and say, I pass for this round. Oh, you can pass. Oh, Mm -hmm. that's good to know. So you have two more rounds of this. Two more rounds of this. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, um, I am going to try to take a random card from the person to the left of me. Uh, okay, so I'm going to have you roll a d6. Or actually, I mean, you can either, if it's randomly, I can have you roll for it. Otherwise, it's like you have his left card, his middle card, or his right card. I'll, I'll take his right card. Okay, his right card is a king. Is a king, all right. Which one did you replace it with? With my four. Okay. <laughs> All right. 
Also, uh, while Jesse's doing this, I'm going to kind of keep my eyes open and just like watch around our horses and things. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, go ahead and give me a perception check. Uh, 16. 16. Okay. Nothing untoward seems to be happening, with the exception of the group that you are currently around. The other folks that are in this general vicinity are leaving you be. Okay. Cool. Uh, play passes around the table uh, until the person directly to your right, mm -hmm. so the individual who passed last time, will choose to randomly pull a card from you. Okay. So, uh, which card is in which position? Uh, you can shuffle from left like. from left to right. I'm gonna do king ace two. King ace two. Okay, so I'm gonna roll a d6. One right. and two, he takes the king. Three and four, it's the ace. Five and six, it's the two. All right. It's a five, so he gets the two. He gets the two. Mm -hmm. And you get an ace in return. Interesting. All right. All right. Your turn. My turn. Um. I'm gonna swap the two in the that that was that was in the center with uh, my king. Okay, so the king gets shuffled back into the deck. You pull the two into your hand, uh, and as you pull the other card, it actually ends up being another ace. Ooh, <laughs> how many decks are we playing with? Just, <laughs> Just one. one? <laughs> All right, I won't, I won't, I won't, I won't fiddle with the rules that they're playing by. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, All right. Pay, uh, play goes around the table once more until finally it gets to uh, the person directly to your right again, at which point he will opt to pass again, and then you all reveal your hands. All right. You have a four, I believe, in total. A four in total, yep. <laughs> yeah. So you put down an ace, and ace, and a two. The person directly to your left ends up with a 20-something. Um, the person directly across from you gets a seven. And the person directly to your right has a, a solid 30, having done the absolute worst of the bunch. And uh, as he sits down, he turns to you and says, well, congratulations. Shall we call it beginner's luck? Would you like another round? I mean, beginner's luck, yeah. But honestly, I'm just trying to get in, in your good graces. I'm, I'm really looking for a bar. Do you think we want to do you think we can continue maybe playing over there? Um, as I'm kind famished. Of as you kind of say this, the, the individual to your left and the individual across from you don't meet your eyes, and they just kind of look down, and you can tell that they're not super happy with the results. The individual on your right smiles widely and says, but of course, but of course. Shall we go to the Dryad? Uh, yeah, absolutely. I, I'm a little bit new in town here, but I, I'd love to. Um, I, I'm, I'm Salazar, by, by the way. Very nice <laughs> to meet you. This is wonderful to meet you. My name is Thordrin. Nice to meet you, Thordrin. Let's head over to the Dryad, then. Uh, he kind of stands up, dusts himself off a little bit. He says, well, don't forget your winnings there. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'll grab the whole pot. <laughs> All right. So the whole pot is uh, 12 gold pieces. Sweet. It's just the buy-in from one one round. Uh, and he kind of looks over at the rest of you and says, ah, so who are your companions? Yes, who are we? <laughs> <laughs> well... <laughs> I, as I gesture to you, I, I I don't need to introduce you. Introduce yourselves, my good yep. friends. Go, Josh. Your second Caesar salad. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I done did it again, guys. I done did it again. I can't believe you've done this. Uh, so, player Caitlin, uh, not uh, not, not character, character Caitlin. Caitlin. <laughs> yeah. <no. laughs> Uh, 
fun fact, my parents were going to name me Kathleen, so uh, character Kate will be like, oh, my name's Kathleen. Okay. Anybody else? <laughs> yes. Oh, I thought we were going for the normal order here. Oh, okay. So, Josh, you missed it again. <laughs> oh, no, no. I, I, thought, I thought we were still doing that. The fact that I went first. I'm sorry. No, you're good. I, I misunderstood. <laughs> um. Yes. Uh, I'm just... Uh, I look down. I look it back up, and I'm just Mr. Yeast. <laughs> God damn it! Ah, kind of looks at you and says... Mr. Yeast. Very nice, very nice. I like bread. <laughs> I, stare, I stare into their eyes. His his mother didn't leave him in the oven long enough. It's fine. Oh, oh. oh that's a good oh. burn. Take inspiration. Oh. And damn, Josh, if you need to like cool off after that, I'll understand. That um, was I immediately now choke. Yikes. <laughs> I'm sorry. Listen, Uther, make a death save. <laughs> I'm gonna Are you resistant to fire shits. or no? <laughs> what do I get? He's rolling. Yeah. <laughs> He's actually rolling. Come on. Click. Click the yes. Roll. Thank you. I'm really glad we took all this time for him to roll this death save. <laughs> Me too. Yes. I got an 11. All right. Congratulations. <laughs> So uh, now, now that you've introduced yourself, Salazar, Kathleen, and Mr. Yeast, <laughs> he, he looks towards uh, you, Marcus, and you, Gork. Hi, I'm Cal. Nice to meet you, Cal. Well? Oh, I'm oh, sorry, this big man here is Bork. <laughs> <laughs> Oh shit, that's funny. All right, all right, all right. I'm not sure what I expected. <laughs> let me, let me make sure I got this correct. We have Salazar, Kathleen, Mr. Yeast, Cal, and Vork. Vork. All right, perfect. Excellent names. And he says, well, it's uh, lovely to meet you. As I just explained to your friend Salazar here, my name is Thordrin. I'm, uh, well, a bit of a wanderer, but I've been through Zass several times. Um, he did mention that you're new in town, is that correct? Yeah, a little bit new. We've just been, we're, we're a bit of adventuring folk, and uh, we've been traveling for about a 10 day now and <laughs> really need a drink. Uh, I'm sure Maka will be able to cheer you right up. Uh, Maka, Brimstone, owner of the Dancing Dryad, which would be the inn here in town. If you're new, you'll probably want to get rooms there as well. Oh, excellent. It says, come along, come along. Uh, uh, you follow him. Thordrin? Hmm? It's Thordrin, right? Thordrin. Thordrin. Who is also a dwarf, by the way. Oh, <laughs> oh cool. Sounds weird. When, is it just him with us now? Like, away from yeah, the other people? Yeah, you know, the others didn't seem to, uh, <laughs> didn't seem to like it. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, I, at this point, now that we're away from him, and I said, uh, I'm going to look at him and go, I understand, you know, you, you, the whole beginner's luck thing, mm -hmm. and, and I hand him 11 of the, the 12 gold uh, um, and say, I don't really, I don't really need the gold, to be honest. He says, neither do I. I was just trying to cheat them out of it. And as you watch, he's kind of fiddling <laughs> with something. You watch him flip through a deck of cards that are all aces. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, fair enough. 
had been taking their money for hours and they still had no idea. Oh, you are you are my kind of man, I have to admit. <laughs> I'm sure I am, Salazar. <laughs> uh, as you make your way through town, he gives you some idle chatter, some history of Zass saying that was built uh, a few hundred years ago, has stood as a monument to, uh, <laughs> I believe he describes it, in fact, as a, uh, a wretched hive of scum and villainy, uh, mm-hmm. mimicking the words that Marcus had told you earlier. <laughs> you wonder if Marcus has been here before or if he was just <laughs> quoting Star Wars. Could be either. Uh, You pass a couple of different landmarks. As you make your way through the center of town, he points out a a very large fountain. And this would be kind of the the central hub area. As you look off to the right, you can see the clock tower where you you were just hanging out. Straight ahead of you is a very large, ornate-looking building. But specifically you, Bartholomew, almost called you Salazar. (laughs) Um, Bartholomew. Either one works. You take a, a really close look at this fountain. And something pings you as very familiar. I'm going to need you to give me an investigation check. Investigation? (laughs) Actually, not bad. 19. So, though the fountain is large, the figure atop it is rather small. Um, Almost childlike. Seems to be wearing a hood of some sort. Has both arms outstretched, and uh, all ten of his fingers have jets of water coming out of them. No way to see the figure's face, but as you kind of loop around, you're almost certain that this is the same figure that led you down that path out of Alcoa. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> well, it is a rather strange statue. But... Uh, I, I'm I'm kind of just like lost in, in thought. Um, Thordrin, well, is this somebody yes. famous? Uh, he he looks around at the statue and says, ah, not, not somebody, really. Um, well, <laughs> I guess at one point. So this would be, and he kind of points it out and gives a, a big grandiose gesture while rolling his eyes. It would be the great god. Well, I suppose he's a minor god. Brasho. Brasho. Uh, yeah, it's B-R-A apostrophe S-H-O. Okay. He says, uh, not really anything major. He's not worshipped so much, but he's said to be the god of uh, kindness, fairness, that sort of thing. Uh, supposedly, he was ascended to godhood for something, something, something terrible happened in his childhood. I'm really not sure. But uh, supposedly, he lived here back when he was human. And he was god of kindness. And fairness. Really more the fairness. In Zaz. I was about to say that, too. <laughs> he he looks at you and says, you know, Cal, the irony strikes me as well. Yes. Yeah, it's good. I'm glad it, it's not just me. Zast may have changed over the past several hundred years. I really have no idea. Yes, well, it seems like the case. Uh, you know, um, it just occurred to me, I'm a little out of sorts with my days. Um, we've been traveling for so long, I think we, we miscounted somehow. Uh-huh. So let's talk about the fact that I definitely don't have a full-on yearly calendar prepared. (laughs) And I'm just going to go ahead and admit that. But he'll give you the date, and it's it's the day after you left Alcoa. Okay, yeah, that's kind of... I didn't really care about my papers. It's March 23rd. Yeah. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I just wanted to to count and and see... Yeah, only a single day has passed since you left Alcoa. And I'll be like, oh, okay. Just, Just... just needed to keep a count of my days. 
and mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, in my head. Losing your mind, are you? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> not like, not like Mr. Yeast over here. <laughs> what? It's just been some. <laughs> we've we've had some adventures, as all. Anyways, Who among you has the highest passive perception aside from Josephine. <laughs> I have a thirteen. Yeah. I have a fifteen. Have Who, a by the way, introduced herself as Josephine? <laughs> God damn! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you didn't have to. You didn't have to give him a fake name. I just decided <laughs> to give him a fake name. <laughs> I was going with the flow. Yeah, I was. I was rolling with it. So Everyone who, had, who had a fifteen? Caitlin. I did. Um, because of your passive perception, I'm going to allow you an active perception check. Twenty-three. Twenty-three. As you are looking around, you watch Bartholomew kind of circle this statue. You're having this conversation with Thordrin. You get this uneasy sensation. You feel kind of a tingle at the back of your neck. And you turn around and you kind of see a figure disappear near the rooftop above you. Hmm. Uh, hey, Cal. I think someone's following us. I I looked where she's motioning. Okay. There was someone over there. Nothing's there at this point. You don't see anything. Take my word for it. Marcus kind of gives you a, a serious uh, look and nods. We must be extremely wary. This um, entire business could be leading up to here, and somebody might not want us finding out what we, we could be upon. Um, so I think we should all keep it. And I'm just saying this kind of like, hush, hush, hush. <laughs> and I'm just uh, loudly talking with Ordrin at okay. this point. Um, <laughs> I don't think you, I heard, heard him say that at all. <laughs> as you have this sort of side conversation, you look over and you see that uh, Thordrin and Bartholomew have actually moved on and are making their way towards a building that's kind of off the beaten path, but you can see a lot of people are filtering their way towards it. Uh, three-story building. And you can hear loud, raucous music coming from it. Oh. As as we're uh, trailing them, I'm gonna like look at Caitlin. Same, um, really, really stone faced expression. Um, when, when we were talking about this, and I'm like, Caitlin, it's only been a day since we left. I know. I don't get it. I really don't. I. I can't understand what happened. Neither can I. This is far beyond me and far beyond what we're investigating I think yeah between when we left we had those two weird paths we all had that vision and now we're here I don't I don't understand I think we just we all should assume that something is wrong and be on our guard hey, hey guys you're, you're starting to fall behind remember don't split the party I know we're coming <laughs> we're right behind you sorry (laughs) I kind of with the same serious face I kind of like shoot a look to to Caitlin are you sure you have absolutely no idea this could be I was at Nils you sure nothing happened after we all left Uh, and the rest of it's just me and Marcus at this point right Luther what are you and Gork doing (laughs) We've got I'm the hanging two out people. with Bork. <laughs> We're just ambling along. Bork is following along, keeping an eye out for a fight, but being woefully saddened by the fact that everyone seems to be afraid. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. Well, 
Uh, we got three groups of I... two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, two groups of two and one group of three. I, I'm not... Okay, I don't think it's fair that I hide it from you, but I I did take something from High Wizard Nell's place. But I don't I don't think that's real I don't know if it's related. You know, it's just, it was just a book. So as of right now, Marcus, you and Josephine are the only ones that are in your shot because um, Mr. Yeast here and Vork are kind of in the middle <laughs> looking for a fight. You've got Fordrin <laughs> and Salazar <laughs> up front. So it's just the three of you back there right now. Josephine looks and says, so you're, you think that because you took a book from Heisman's I look a little hurt (laughs) looking at Josephine. She she grins and and Marcus, you pick up on it immediately that she's full of shit. Like she wasn't trying to hide it. (laughs) So Um, like, it's like one of those like Han Solo moments, like. We're like, he's like wide eyed at Caitlin right now as she's talking. And then Josephine says that. And he just like slow turns his wide eyes to Josephine. <laughs> and then slow look, turns back to Caitlin. I just. And as, as Josephine looks at you, she says, okay, look, I felt bad. She was trying to catch the flying books. She wasn't thinking very clearly. It just, you know. <laughs> clearly. I, I could help. <laughs> so I did. And she says, but that's that's beside the point. I mean, do you really think that after stealing from him, he teleported us to our destination, saving us a lot of time? Yeah, that makes a ton of sense. Thank you, Josephine. But I just... When we were with High Wizard Nils, I know he was hiding something, so I was just trying to find a way to find out more about it. Do you him. know how long he's probably lived? Forever. Do you know, do you, why on earth would he tell us everything? I know, but... What were you thinking, Caitlin? And you get the impression I... that at this point, Josephine has been holding this back for a while. I don't... I don't know, Josephine. I just... What? I'm what? Getting, I was just... What was the purpose of going back and yelling at somebody who could have blown us all up? I just... It wasn't right how he treated us or what he said, okay? Like, I don't care how old he is. I don't care how many lifetimes you've seen pass. Like, I just want to help... Who I can help, so I don't think he was right for how he treated us. You don't know what he's been through. I know, but I don't know. I think all of us have been through something in our lives that could be awful, catastrophic, scarring. But we're still trying to help people, unlike him who's locking himself in his fancy little tower. You know? He, 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 no, she, Josephine looks at you and she'll say, I'll tell you what, I'll make you a bet right here and now. Assuming we're all alive in 40 years, Mm. you tell me if you still feel the same way. You know what? I'll take you on that bet. I have a feeling I'll stand with this for a long time. Josephine holds out her hand. I shake it. She goes, it was still stupid, though. Okay, you know, (laughs) you want it? I'll take out my bag. You can go throw it in the trash can over there. I don't care. She says, it's probably full of valuable information. Let's at least sell it. Fine, let me read it and then we'll sell it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> At this point, <laughs> Bartholomew, you and Thordrin have made it to the Dancing Dryad. Um, as you kind of look, you can see the sign above it, which is of a, of a beautiful woman who appears to be part tree. And you guys, you know, it's a dryad. Is yeah. Uh, yeah. 
uh, spinning, and the sign itself actually does spin, whereas the words are plastered on the wall above it. It's 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 just wind. It's not magic or I, anything. I like was that. hoping it was like magical neon and like the dryads like kicking its leg up. You can hear the bass coming out of the dancing dryad. Oh no! What are we getting ourselves into? Um, and the two of you enter the building because everyone else is back having an argument or looking for a fight. And uh, the bottom level is the bar area. You assume that the rooms are on levels two and three, and you can see that it is packed in here. Uh, the way that it's organized is as you come through the door, the bar is off to the right, and you can see that the bar goes the entire length of the building, which is a good few hundred feet. Oh, wow. You can see six or seven different bartenders running back and forth between the patrons that are on the bar stools, filling their drinks, uh, refilling them, giving them food, things like that. The entire rest of the area is centered around this enormous grand piano. Uh, sitting mm. at this piano is currently a, a human male who is playing and singing very loudly a song that, just by listening to the lyrics briefly, is probably called Richard is a Dick, but you're not entirely certain. Uh, sitting at the and all of the other tables just completely surrounding it uh, are facing it. So this stage is the central attraction in the in the dancing dryad, uh, and most of the tables are full. Uh, people seem to be clapping along with the song, cheering, yelling, uh, that sort of thing. It's a very loud establishment. Wow, this is this is absolutely stunning. You, you definitely know your bars. He says, "Well, this is the place to be if you want a drink." And that I do. Well, shall we? Are you? And he looks back. And at this point, uh, Gork, Uther, you guys have finally made your way up <laughs> to the entrance of the Dancing Dryad. The other three are nowhere to be seen. Uh, uh, Uther. Uh, <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> Oh no. As you turn, uh, you see Thordrin well, just kind I was gonna, of. Yeah, I was going to say something. <laughs> Thordrin is kind of clapping along with the piano. Okay. Where's the uh, rest of our party? Hey, Gork. Uh, Bork. I'm sorry. Bork. Uh, <laughs> so... Come on, why? <laughs> hey, Bork. Uh, I'm trying not do you to think crack they went into the, the, this building here? I, I expect this from Mr. Yeast, but Bartholomew. Salvador, <laughs> what are you gonna do? <laughs> oh this is a shameful God. display. I no. uh, Salvador. Wait, was that Jacob speaker or was that? That was, that was Jacob speaker. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Suddenly, Bork. <laughs> I was like, I expected this from Mr. Yeast, but. <laughs> It's, it's the third. Vork became literate. <laughs> it's the third personality. Right. We got Gork, Vork, and Bill. <laughs> and Will. <sighs> but where's, where's the rest of them? Where are those? I don't know. They were back there looking at ceilings and look, whispering. Uh, there's a book. I don't know. I need a drink. I... Yeah, let's let's get you a drink, buddy. <laughs> and so Thorgen will point out, and he says, "I think I see an empty table back there." Come along, come along. They'll get us drinks. Perfect, perfect. Uh, so, I, I want to be kind of wary, so like I, I don't want to get taken in by the whole ambiance. I, I I still know that we're in a kind of a rough neighborhood, uh, so I want to be very aware of, of kind of what's around me and just kind of taking it all in, keeping an eye on certain tables. 
these are people I'm like familiar with, so something's probably going to happen at some point. <laughs> okay, that's fair. Um, we'll say that for the sake of that, that your passive perception while you're in the bar is going to jump up by four points. Okay. Uh, okay, so as you make your way towards the table, kind of keeping an eye out on the patronage of the Dancing Dryad, it looks to be kind of the polar opposite of what you were seeing in that back alley card deal. These people don't, I mean, they don't look like the upstanding citizens of Alcoa or people that all know one another, but they're all basically minding their own business. Mm. Um, some of the tables are occupied by a single person or just a duo who are eating in silence, listening to the piano music. Apparently, everyone loves the song Richard is a Dick, but, you know... <laughs> <laughs> Who wouldn't really with it's lyrics good, like that? It's a good uh, song. Uh, Taking notes furiously. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, I have the lyrics. I'll send them to you later. <laughs> I feel like I know them already. Yeah. Go ahead. Ranch and Dick. Oh God. I'm a little sad that like I I'm I'm so scared to say them even though I totally wrote them down. I like made the song. Uh, next time. Next so time. as you all on Dragon Ball Z. Yeah, next time on Dragon Ball Z, we're still just <laughs> building power. <laughs> uh, as you sit down, uh, Thordrin waves over one of the the roaming uh, servers. Uh, and orders, uh, just kind of uh, leans down and just orders a couple of things, hands her a couple of gold pieces. And a few minutes later, some very, very, very fine-looking mead appears in front of all of you. Oh, wow. You didn't have to go through all this trouble. I was going to buy our first round for us for being so generous. <laughs> he says, well, like I said, I'd been taking money from those fools for hours. I had plenty <laughs> to spare. Oh, well, next round's on me, and I'm not, not going to let you say no. <laughs> I won't. <laughs> he says, so down to business. You had some questions for me, I believe, but I have some tips for you first, if you don't mind. Uh, go right ahead. He says, now coming into Zast, it was very apparent that it was your first time here. Most people don't take their horses this far into town. There are stables on the outside, as well as one here next to the Dryad that you're welcome to uh, set your horses to. I assume that your friends will be taking them along shortly. Hopefully. I don't know where they went. <laughs> now, you have all clearly heard things about this town, most of which are probably true, but uh, some advice. Mm. I would come up with some better code names. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I understand. And he's mostly talking to you, Bartholomew. And he says, I don't know what your actual name is. And frankly, you almost fooled me, uh, Salazar. But your friends here don't seem to quite have a knack for it. <laughs> um, and he looks at the rest of you and says, Typically speaking, when you're trying to pick a code name, pick something as close to your name as possible that's going to be easy to remember. He says, <laughs> he, he looks at you and says, now, shall we introduce ourselves again? Now, I will tell you, my name is actually Thordrin. And he holds his hands out to you, Uther, and says, um, let's be clear here. Mr. Yeast, not the best code name. <laughs> what can I say? I'm a fan of bread. Uh, that this one actually, actually accurate. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and he turns and says, and yet. So what shall I call you? Hmm. I give it some thought, rubbing my chin. Um Croissant. <laughs> uh, Detective let, let's, let's call me Boother. He says, 
We'll work on it. <laughs> he shakes your hand. <laughs> All right. Now let's move back over to the others real quick. I'm so entirely disappointed in the both of you. <laughs> Look, I, I panicked. Else? I was pissed off. And I didn't know what to do, okay? Yeah. I was just hoping maybe I grabbed the right book that had some type of notes about what happened to Mr. Knighton, okay? You know, just, just trying my best. Or perhaps you grabbed the wizard's dream diary. Oh, that'd be even better, some blackmail, you know? Let's just... Let's just, I'll read it later, and I'll get rid of it as soon as I can, so it just doesn't follow us. It may already have. Josephine did have a very valid point. The, the High Wizard probably wouldn't transport us to our destination quickly, but I wouldn't put it past him to do any of that nonsense with our collected dreams, um, just to make us confused and, and, and paranoid. Um, and maybe he also transported us for the very reason, the very same reason. Yeah, I I don't know. I know I know it was stupid. I it wasn't my finest moment. Okay, I just I already slightly regret taking the book just because I know it might haunt us. But I'll just I'll get through it. I'll read it and dispose of it. Be very careful and whatever's in that book, let me know as well. What's done is done, I will. but we can at least try to make something of it. Okay. Now, as you're kind of having this conversation, Josephine just kind of rolling her eyes, um, you, you feel a, a thud, and as three or four people pass you, they kind of knock into you and push you to the side a little bit. I immediately well, check all of my belongings. Oh, Same here. Okay. Um, everyone give me an investigation check. Well, the, the two of you. Uh, 17. 17. An investigation. Mm hmm Also just saying, uh, uh, Fango is in his little baby pouch. <laughs> <laughs> they stole Fango! <laughs> I just want to clarify, I'm like, don't you fucking dare take my baby! My baby. <laughs> what was that? 14. 14. Um, Caitlin, as you kind of check all of your belongings, you find no issue. You see Josephine kind of patting herself down as well. Um, Marcus, you immediately go to your coin purse. Um, it's still there. You check all of your weapons. Uh, you check kind of the, the straps. You, you, you double check everything that's on you. Then you put your hand towards your side. The dagger's gone. Son of a bitch. Where are they? That's where we're going to end the episode. Dang it! Oh, <laughs> oh, no! Motherfucker. God! Scott! <laughs> Listen, we were coming up on time. I, I mean, you know. Yeah, that's fair. That's oh, fair. Somehow I never oh, expected man. to end. <laughs> Rick. By the way, just, just uh, out of character, I was thinking Luther for a real name, but I had to screw that up again. Luther would have been a really good one. Not gonna lie. I know. I, that was my first thought, but I was like, no, I, I got to mess this other up again. <laughs> Boother. Uh, like, so, it's like. I expected Bartholomew to stick to his. Vork was funny. <laughs> Cal was interesting. And then you all broke character immediately. What's really funny, what's really funny is that if, if Chris didn't name me, I was just going to name myself Mork, so it wasn't that different. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, get it. It's Mork Gork. It's Mork. <laughs> oh, God. I just love that. You were like, Uther. And he was like, Gork. 
Bertha, fuck. <laughs> Immediately fell apart. Yeah. I, I was under distress, not knowing where the rest of my party was. <laughs> <laughs> they were too busy arguing about a stolen book. <laughs> Very valid oh, Especially when somebody's following us and we just got teleported. <laughs> hey, you know, whatever. It's too late. <laughs> that was fun, though. I can't wait to see what happens next time. Yeah. All right, yep. I'm going to stop my recording. Oh, wait, 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 you, you need the outro. outro. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Did you stop Resume it already? Recording? No, I, I didn't stop it. You actually, I was hovering over the stop button. <laughs> I, I Listen, it's been a while since we recorded. So yep. thank you very much for tuning into another episode of the Roaring D20s. Uh, what's the thing I always say? I really hope you enjoyed listening to it as much as we enjoyed recording <laughs> it. As always, if you have any feedback, reach out to us on social media, whether it be good or bad. Just remember that we do have our, what is it, at RD20s podcast. Is that, yes. our, is that our Twitter account for uh, any yep. any feedback? But you want to contact Caitlin directly if it's anything bad. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Da, 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 da. Anything else? Anything? Is that it? Uh, I think that's Boy, it. Boy, I'm, um, I'm a little out of it. Uh, yeah, we'll see yeah. you guys later. Bye, everybody. Bye. 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 Goodbye. Right, now, now I'm stopping the recording. <laughs>